everyone, and welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I am your host, McCarter. I'm super excited to have Patrick Bidding on today from Ritual Colorado, an amazing cannabis accessory store, glass store, and you just opened your brick and mortar. We did. Congratulations. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Yes, I have been. I found you guys, I feel like, through um, Mason Jar Mm -hmm. events, which we love Kendall. We've had her on. If you haven't watched or listened to that episode, go check out Kendall Norris from Mason Jar Events. So that's how I found you. And I just like love what you're doing. They have the best quality glass presented like just really clean. And I feel like you don't really mess around with any like products that aren't worth your time. Yeah. So we have a pretty strict policy of it doesn't go on the store shelves if I would not actually smoke out of it myself. Uh, Love, love. (laughs) And I'm super excited. You brought me the gift. I haven't even opened it yet. So I'm going to open it here on camera if I can figure out how. So this is the Taroma Light Plus from Coroma Shop. Um, Really cool dryer vaporizer that I know we've uh, had a chance to use at a couple mason jar events before. Yes. that. Okay. So Coroma, how do you say it? Coroma Shop. Okay, wait, how do I open this? So these uh, <laughs> just flip backwards. Oh my gosh. Okay, thank you. I was trying to move <laughs> It's like a two way lock, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Look at this. Okay, so I feel like this these types of devices are the future of flower consumption because well, the main thing I get from my parents and like everyone is like, smoking is so bad for you. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what you're smoking. It's the combustion. It's like the carcinogens that are created from the combustion that are then going into our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I used to be very resistant to that idea because I was like, look at Snoop Dogg. Like there's there's people out there who have been smoking yeah. like crazy for years and they're fine. Yeah. And ultimately about eight years ago, it landed me in the emergency room. <gasps> I had some stomach issues. And as part of resolving that, my doctor said, like, you should probably stop inhaling as much smoke. Um, It's not like smoke was the one cause. I also stopped drinking coffee and did other things. Um, But that kind of led me back to dryer vaporizers. It's something I had tested out in college. I hated what I bought. I threw it away. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of how I got back into the industry and was like, wait, none of this stuff is available in Colorado. (laughs) Yes. Like, yeah, I feel like it was either people just like heavy, heavy smoking, you know, rolling joints, rolling blunts, like hitting like just big bongs, like which I'm very guilty of. I have, (laughs) I have my favorite bong right here. That's a beautiful bong. And we, we love a big bong hit. Honestly, that's why I like like these Chroma Shop devices and these ball vapes so much is because it's the same experience. You don't have to make any sacrifices, even though you're not combusting. Okay. So how do we how do we use this? Yeah, so I've got two bowls for you here. Um, so just depending on which piece of glass you want to use. Okay, and then, here, this one's clean. Nice. Uh, so first we're going to want to just power it on and let it preheat for about five minutes. Okay, here, um, let's take everything out of the box maybe. I'll pull the controller out there for you. Thank you for showing me how uh, yeah, to then, use this. And every time I post this, cord. I know that the guy like... He loves it. He's always yes. like, thank you. Like, repost it right away. I'm like, oh, I love your device. Like, yeah, he's awesome on social media. <laughs> so cool. Okay. So, this kind of reminds me, am I doing this right? Yep. Of like the initial um, e rigs. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is an e rig technology just adapted for dryer vaporization. So smart. Okay. What next? I'm sorry. I feel like a newbie. No, I don't know good. what to you're do. Good. Should I plug so, it in? Plug yeah, her well, in? Plug this into the back. And how do you pronounce this again? Coroma Shop. Coroma. And you, how do you, do you spell it with a 
Q. A Q. Yes. <laughs> I always get messed up on that. Yeah, spelled with a Q. Uh, their kind of flagship model actually uses a quartz housing. Uh, so it's an all glass air path. Um, so that's a really cool one. We don't really bring it to events because it's a bit more fragile. Totally. Um, but for personal use, that's a great device. Right. Because everyone is trying to do, I feel like, like quartz on quartz and mm-hmm. having like really like the cleanest. Yes, exactly. You know, like materials that you can use. But this is what, like titanium or something? So this is titanium. But the important thing is the inside of the housing here is filled with a bunch of three millimeter rubies. Um, and those retain all the heat from the coil. Wait, like actual like rubies. Yeah, rubies. lab-grown what? rubies. In Wait, the store, nuts. we've got a big jar of them because people don't believe me when I say that. Wait, this is nuts. Okay, perfect. I love this. Wait, so no more lighter. Bye. <laughs> Bye, lighter. We have devices that use lighters if you guys like lighters. Don't worry. Yes, this is just like, would you say this is your like favorite device that you sell at your store or and on your website? Yeah, so there's a new model that is a bit more geared towards like enthusiasts called the Taroma 360. Um, that's what I personally use. It has like, you can kind of tweak your session a little more. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's what I love. But then, yeah, these are like what I take everywhere. Every time I'm out and about my travel kits, the events and stuff. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So while this is heating up, I always ask everyone like, how did you first get into cannabis? Yeah. When did you first smoke? Like, what was your experience? Like, you know, like what, what drew you to the plant and what made you want to like stay with the plant <laughs> for sure yeah. so i grew up in kind of a very cannabis prohibition household um grew up that it was naughty i'm sure i did dare and all of that stuff in middle school yep same um, same opinions started to change around college um but kind oh, of sorry slow. where where did you grow up uh so i grew up all over i was born in baltimore i lived in new york for a couple of years taiwan for a couple of years whoa and then landed in texas and texas is kind of the longest i was anywhere before colorado Okay, gotcha. So all over, but it was all prohibition. Like. Yeah, all, all prohibition. <laughs> Nowhere was... <laughs> and we were like, honestly, we were very content being quote unquote like good kids. We were very busy with what we were doing. And so I didn't like have much desire to do uh, other stuff throughout like middle school and high school. Sure. Um, college, I was all about it. Uh, so slowly started to learn about it. It, de- it definitely took me a couple years in college before I tried for the first time. Okay. Um, but- so college was the introduction, but mm-hmm. you still had to. So you definitely had to get away from home, do you feel like? Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny how that's kind of full circle and we can get into that. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like nice to see what I hope is my parents' opinions on it, like evolving um, kind of based on what I do for a job now and, and yes. all of that. And it's like a legitimate industry yeah look at us we're legal one. <laughs> we're not operating you know like illegally anymore which is awesome but what do you feel about also that this stuff is like still considered like paraphernalia in like a lot of states yeah it's it's really frustrating for us because like we operate in a part of the industry where we don't touch any kind of plant material any thc and so theoretically i'm selling dryer vaporizers these work for chamomile they work for green tea like you can use them for a bunch of applications and so Mm -hmm. whenever we run into opposition it's really frustrating because it's like this works for dry herbs we here living in colorado have the benefit of using it for cannabis and it's like really very good for that um but yeah it's one of those things of like even when we're not breaking the rules we still get so much scrutiny it's just insane that is just it's so sad and what about do you have any issues like importing all this stuff 
Uh, or do you not It's import? not easy. We import a lot. Uh, I wouldn't say we have issues. It's just like every time is something new, but that's kind of how it goes. All right. I feel you. So I know that a lot of glass companies have to say that they are importing like when they're importing from China or wherever, they have to say like, it's like glass figurines and like <laughs> stuff like that. Do you have to do that? No, so we definitely don't try to play games with those codes because that's like ultimately in my mind how you land yourself in real trouble. Okay. And so it's like, let's be as upfront about what it is as possible using our like legal reasonable definition. And so far we've kind of had luck with that. So yeah, so you just say like, this is a dry herb vaporizer yeah dryer vaporizers uh aromatherapy devices because that's exactly what they do they deliver oh, yeah, aromatherapy um yeah and so we just kind of focus on what the device actually is because ultimately how you use it is up to you i think it's awesome to use them right. with cannabis but there's a lot of other great ways to use them yeah as well. there's like hundreds of options yeah, I feel like, yeah for what you could put in there oh, and there's also really cool ways to like mix other herbs in with your cannabis yeah. um and like lots of beneficial effects and so like i feel like that's an area that we're wanting to study more because i just think there's like unlimited potential there so true i feel like i only know a little bit of information about like marshmallow and like mullein mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. rose petals and like but there's so many herbs that yes like da damiana or something like there's a bunch of herbs that... i'll shout out velvet roots because yes. they've taught me yes most of what her. i know <laughs> she has been on the pod as well awesome nice yeah. yes she's so awesome and yeah she was at mason jar too mm -hmm. i love that once you've been in the couple been in the industry a couple of years it's really evident like <laughs> who the people are who's going to stick around like the familiar faces it's really nice yeah you just you keep running into the same yeah. people which is good <laughs> yeah which i like because i'm very much like a community person like i never want to burn any bridges or mm -hmm. like have any enemies you know i'm like let's all thrive together <laughs> it's it's cannabis like ultimately it is a plant that inherently brings people together yes. and so why does the business side have to be like diametrically different than that <laughs> i say the same thing as cannabis is always it's very democratic drug it, yes. it definitely brings people together doesn't matter your like age race sex you know origin like i always can bond with people when when we're sharing some some weed mm -hmm. yeah i completely agree <laughs> with that should we is it ready how do we know when it's yeah. ready so it's all preheated here you've got the temperature on the front um wow. so i've got it set to 500 for you let's let it drop like another five degrees but we're just about there you can go ahead and start loading up your bowl okay so, so... it uses a special bowl right but it will go into the down stem okay yep fits oh in my there god just look fine. at that uh, and then, yeah, you can right load it with flour in. and you may just want to kind of tilt it as you're using just so that housing sits on there stable. Gotcha. So you'll have to. OK, so you just fill it like a normal bowl. Yeah. A couple scoops. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I do is I actually scoop my uh, oh, like, bowl like into the grinder. Yeah. Perfect. OK. Just easiest way to manage it for me. And like this is a pretty deep bowl so like how much are you supposed to put in here so i would say where you are right now is kind of an average smaller bowl um okay. put a little bit more in for like a medium-sized bowl want, yeah good uh it, it does work kind of fully and then uh i would say make sure you're not packing it down too hard because oh. that airflow throughout can really help uh get like nice even extraction so like keep it loose yeah keep it loose okay. so that the air can move everywhere um but then yeah other than that it's really just okay. kind of put the heater on and go Wait, really? That's it? Yeah, and it should be ready for you. Okay, wait, I need some space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. This is so exciting. 
I love that you can like put it on any device. Wait, and this is its little like holder. Yeah, so this is a porcelain stand. They're actually handmade by an artist in China. Um, oh, so and cool. so we've got a bunch of different finishes, but it keeps all the hot stuff nice and enclosed. So nice, safe session. And then as you're pulling it off, I would say that's what this little thumb thing is for, is just make sure you're not pulling your bowl out at the same time. Oh, okay, wait. So walk me through it. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I put it. There this, you go. Yep, wait, and drop way. it in, and it'll hold it inside of there. There you go. Oh, so I don't have to, like, keep it. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, and then just start ripping. All right. Oh, it's so smooth. Yeah, so it's kind of pure convection. <coughs> and so you can see it takes just a second to get going. And then wow. once everything's heated up, tons of vapor in there for you. This is so cool. <laughs> Do you want to hit some of it? Sure, yeah. I'll take wow. Oh, my God. It's so smooth. So much less coughing, but, like, it maintains the flavor. <coughs> Excuse me, the main maintains the flavor super well wow okay i don't even understand how this works <laughs> so it's Ooh. just like convection heating it from this i don't yeah so basically it's not touching it the whole e-nail attachment and all the magic that happens inside there what that's doing is just giving you perfectly heated air when you take a hit oh wow And now time for a quick commercial break. This smoke break is sponsored by Toker Poker. This is one of my favorite inventions of all time for smoking accessories. If you don't know what Toker Pokers are, they are the perfect case for your lighter. They have them for regular lighters for Bic and for the clippers as well. And what my favorite thing is, I always wrap my hemp wick around it so I can use that to light it and it's a healthier smoking experience. But my favorite thing is using what the tool was made for. So it has a tamper on one side of the bottom that you can use to tamper the bud down in the bowl or several other uses as well. And then my second favorite, the poker, which is used to clean a bowl. You can use it to clean your grinder, basically get out anything if there's anything stuck in your bowl, which happens to me all the time. So basically this is just the most ingenious product. I have been using them for over six years now and they just dropped their latest edition with Ellie Paisley for this super cool kind of psychedelic design. And they also just have the most fun, cool designs. This one says, tis the season to be high. And they also just released some super fun Christmas um, Christmas themed toker pokers as well. So you can't go wrong. Check them out at tokerpoker.com or on Instagram at tokerpoker. And cheers. Thank you, toker poker. Love y'all. Now back to the episode. Wow, this is so cool. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. That flower's tasty. I love this. Wait, let's let's do another one. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and so what about using concentrate with it? Like, can you it can you do like a little sandwich where like you do some flour and then and I've got a little scoop. Oh, I can yeah, grab. I might need to oh, nice. the toker. Oh, that's what that's for? So the front of it is for loading your bowl with your flour, and then the back of it I use to clean out the bowl. It's oh, kind of a nice so double duty. so cute. I love cannabis technology. Like, 
How does someone even think of this? This It's cool. There's like a big online community around this that has been tinkering with the technologies for, wow. I would say, almost a decade or more. Um, and so like we knew that this quality of vaporization hit was possible for a while, uh-huh. but it's nice that it's now like available. You can buy it, you can buy it pre-assembled, you can get the kits where it's just plug and go and easy to use. Wow. What does, what does this retail for? So what I brought you today is a Tromalite Plus Go kit and the Go just means it's pre-assembled and it comes in that hard case. Uh, so that's 385. Uh, we are on Black Friday sales right now. So 15% off everything Chroma Shop. Oh, I love that. That's so exciting. And that's really not that bad because, I mean, you look at the Stunden glasses, the G-Pens, the Puffco's, they're all $400, $500. Yeah. And one, these things are super durable. I'm still using my original version of everything I started over a year ago. Wow. Um, but two, it's so efficient with your flower. Uh, so when I switched from combustion to just dryer vaporization, I was smoking just as much, if not a little more. I was getting just as high and I legitimately used half as much flour each month. Wow. Okay. So what do you think about that then? Like for how cannabis, whether it's smoke or vapor is like interacting with our body. So ultimately I think vapor is just like a really cool way to do it because you're just getting what you want. Like the hot air just extracts the THC, CBD, all those other cannabinoids that we don't understand. Uh, It's just pulling that off of the plant. And because of that, the concentration of those cannabinoids in your hit is super high. It's like closer to taking a dab than I would say it is uh, to like a normal vaporizer because it's just at high concentration of cannabinoids. That is amazing. Okay, so have they... I don't know, tested this for the fact that like there are no like carcinogens getting through? Like, is that like proven? So the best testing that I'm aware of uh, was done on the original volcano. Um, I believe like theoretically the same principles apply since we're not combusting the material. Um, So there has been some testing done that I think is applicable. At the same time, I think our entire industry suffers from nowhere near enough testing. I I agree. Everyone would be better (laughs) off with a little more scientific knowledge behind all of this. I totally agree. Wow. Yeah, this is just... This is insane. Oh, wait. So back to my question before. Mm -hmm. Can you make like a little sandwich? Yeah, absolutely. So if you put the concentrate on top of your flour, that's called tea waxing. Uh, Works beautifully. Tea waxing. Because then as the concentrate melts, it'll go into your flour. And so your bowl won't even get dirty. It'll vaporize right off your flour and you get like a really nice hit. Um, So that's way number one. The other way is on all the titanium housings. You can drop a dab directly on the top there. Uh, So this one running at 500 for the controller uh, is like kind of perfect temperature. That means that those rubies inside are a little bit below 500. Um, So you can actually just drop a dab on the holes there and pull it through. And what do the rubies do? Can you talk about that again? Yeah. So they're just another hit. Absolutely. (laughs) The rubies are just retaining all the heat from the heater coil. Um, and then because they're like a glass-like material, they don't impart any flavor of their own. So they're basically the energy battery inside of there. Um, they store all the heat. And then when you go to take your hit, they just give you perfectly heated air. Wow. So it's like the air that it's pushing through is 500 degrees. Uh, so the coil itself is 500 degrees. That's kind of what the measurement on this is. And so the air, like for the vaporization we're doing, I would guess it's around like 400, 410 degrees because we have other devices where you can benchmark like a similar level of flavor and similar <coughs> level of cloud produced. 
Wow. <laughs> Sorry. This is like. <coughs> I'm like blown away. <coughs> Whoa. This is so cool. I am already very high. <coughs> Woo. Need some water. <coughs> so how did you like get into selling like glass and cannabis vaporizers and accessories? Like how did this all come about? Thank you. For sure. Um, so I have wanted to start a business for a really long time. I had no clue what it was going to be for the longest time. Um, I kind of mentioned my health story to you before, um, where I had the epiphany about dryer vaporization later in my life and it kind of hit differently than it did when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, and so after that was, sorry, that was already when you were in Colorado. Yes. Yeah. That was about eight years ago or so now. Cause you, you said you realized you were like, why isn't why aren't these products being sold? So then I Colorado. learned about all this cool stuff online and I drove around town and I remember an entire Saturday driving to all the coolest shops like, <laughs> hey, what do you have for dryer vaporizers? Like and purple, what's it called? Haze, yeah, purple they're haze, a great yeah. shop. Like I'm, I'm not trying to disparage any <laughs> of them. All the smoke shops like that I think But they have from. a couple volcanoes, they have a couple mighties, you may see a Dynavap here or there and that was kind of the limit of it. Um, yeah. And I knew I needed a desktop device, like something hard hitting to convert me because if it doesn't hit hard, yeah. I'm not going to convert. We both need <laughs> both need that hard. Pick. And like, I feel like the desktop devices was really where the industry was hurting. And so that was kind of wow. the thesis behind it. We always wanted to open brick and mortar first. Um, we did not have luck with that the first time around. And so we pivoted to being an online business, uh, kind of built our reputation online for the first year. And then we were lucky enough uh, to get our feet into a brick and mortar this year. Oh, that's so cool. So when did you start the business again? How many years ago? So April of last year was our like official opening date to the public. Oh my gosh, really? I thought you'd been around longer than that. I incorporated the business June the year prior. And so I was doing like okay. some marketing on my own before that. Um, but it was really kind of January last year where we got our seed investment and things really started to pick up. Wow, that is so cool. So what does your family think about cannabis now. So I'm hopeful that like opinions have really changed. I've given a Storrs and Bickle device to my mom. Uh, yes, I, I love them. They're one of my sponsors as well. Yeah, I work yeah. with them. They're great. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, so it's like just trying to show that there's other ways to manage pain. Like as people, I think everybody experiences different things as you go through life. And it's, it's nice to have another option that like maybe doesn't hit you the same way alcohol or does or pharmaceuticals Pills, do. <laughs> yeah exactly um i'm kind of on the same journey with my parents and i really feel like that's i don't know I, that's definitely like the struggle i feel like kind of of our generation and people like us that are in the cannabis industry is like okay we are like so called to this plant and it helps us so much and then our family is still just like they're like accepting of it but but they're not like really trying to get on board like it's it's really complicated i understand like there's so much history and like build up right. mentally All of the like prohibition and propaganda <laughs> um and it's also like i can explain a lot of things to my parents or whoever it may be but it's really hard to explain like the way my brain felt the first time i got high and yes. like it wasn't a scary unusual thing it was like this feels normal i can operate like i kind of like this <laughs> yes totally yeah, it definitely, I'm able to like calm all my 
like anxious thoughts. Absolutely, yeah. And can actually focus on like being creative um, and being productive and trying to get things to, and like do things more for myself rather than I'm just always in like a people pleasing mm-hmm. mode when I'm not, when I don't have cannabis. Like I can't think about myself and like what I need to do. Like I'm always just like feel like I'm doing something wrong yeah. or I need to be doing something for someone else. Like, and I don't understand why I talk to my therapist about it all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I definitely relate to that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's funny. I use cannabis as a productivity drug all the time. I don't particularly like to do that because I would rather my relationship with cannabis just be like more therapeutic and more intentional. Um, But the reality of the matter with like starting the business is like, I can't control what happens in the day. And sometimes I just need to calm myself down and like get stuff done. And so it it does work as a productivity. Oh my God. I relate to what you're saying so much. Um, My therapist, she tells me that I use like, or cannabis is like a cup of coffee to me. Like Mm -hmm. I use cannabis how normal people would use coffee. Absolutely. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. And I I love coffee. I stopped drinking it when I had those stomach things. And so like I'll have a cup or two a year and I absolutely love the flavor, but it just, it's not great for my insides. Wow. Yeah. Can you tell me more about if you're willing to talk about like what, like how much you were smoking before you had that the emergency experience and like why the doctor thinks that, you know, a lot of it is like, was the smoking and yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll kind of tell you what I know. And this is like based on conversations with one small medical team, the one day that I was there. So I would say it is fairly limited. Uh Um, but yeah, so I had this kind of general buildup in stomach issues that have wide ranging causes. It's anxiety. It's the things I eat. It's the things I drink, um, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Stress being, I would say the biggest one of them. So is it IBS? Uh, yeah, that's part of it, but I would say it's kind of broader than that. Okay. Cause my, sorry, quick side thing. My sister, uh, my sister's husband, one of my brothers-in-law, he has IBS and he uses cannabis mm-hmm. to relieve a lot of the can- uh, the IBS yeah. things, you know? So it's interesting that they think it was, yeah, the smoke was like causing it. It's like, wait. Yeah. So it's it's not, I wouldn't say smoke was causing anything. Okay. Uh, the smoke was an irritant in a system, the system being my inside that was already extremely irritated. Got it. Um, and so it was like ultimately probably the straw that broke the camel's back, but I it's see. something that I can reasonably control. And like with these products, I feel like I'm making no sacrifices in the controlling of that. Yeah. Um, and then like giving up things like coffee, uh, like I've made significant strides ultimately it's like stress level that's what dictates where it is totally oh my stress kills yeah <laughs> stress kills yes <laughs> i have a little thing that actually izzy blaze gave me mm-hmm. it's on she'd made these little cute little it says stress kills i'll show you it's on my kitchen <laughs> i'm like good. yeah it's a really good reminder because <clears throat> people forget like and they we just are all like running ourselves into the ground, I feel like. And it's know? it's easy to do like a fair amount of damage before you're conscious of it. And so like I'm trying wow. more and more these yeah. days to be like aware as I'm in those moments. But like there's also times where you just kind of have to shove stuff to the side and get things done for a day. Yeah, totally. It's like, well... I have all these meetings, like I need to pay my bills. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like the world goes. The on. number in the bank account doesn't care. <laughs> Literally, the number that I have to pay my credit card doesn't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, so true. Okay, so then what type of 
um, things have you experienced with your body since you moved from combustion to flower vaporization? Um, so I would say I have a much healthier relationship with my body now than I did call it four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard to pinpoint anything on combustion specifically because I'm much more conscious of the alcohol I intake. I think that's I was gonna a ask, huge factor. Yeah. Do you consume alcohol? I do. Um, I, I don't love what it does to me, but yeah, <laughs> I still do sometimes. <laughs> yes. No, I'm the same way. Like I've cut back significantly. And really reassessed my relationship with alcohol, but I still, you know, want to have a margarita every yeah. now and again. There, there's <laughs> just such a social aspect of it. And like, I, I really like cooking and I really like kind of mixology. I like the like yeah. flavor pairing component of cocktails more than like I actually want to drink. And I understand that there's mocktails and stuff, but the alcohol is a flavor component and like yeah. when you get used to that then it kind of changes so totally. it's um that's kind of where i am with it yeah so you think that yeah it's a lot of just i mean it's everything we do to our bodies is like it's what we put into it that mm -hmm. is doing it yeah absolutely <laughs> and it's like everything we put in and then how we manage our stress and if we're like getting outside and being active and like all of very big complicated picture that whenever you think you have it nailed something changes and you yeah. feel worse again <laughs> so true but overall you feel like a lot better with absolutely the vaporization yeah there's i there's marked differences in my body so my lungs are healthier without a doubt um and back then yeah. when i was smoking a lot more i was doing a ton of climbing in the mountains skiing all that kind of stuff um, and I could feel the impact on my lungs. Um, like the day out, it was moderately bad, but I, I didn't really feel it held me back. I could still climb stuff. I could still do what I wanted to do. The next day back in town, after going to high elevations, I would cough nonstop. Like it, they were just so irritated. Wow. Uh, and that's really gone away. So my, I feel like my lung health has absolutely improved. I don't really like cough unless I take too big of a hit. There's no like regular coughing anymore. Right. Um, and so that's really nice. I don't get into the mountains as much as I used to, unfortunately, but hopefully I'll get yeah. back there soon. I know. I feel you once you have your own business, like yeah. I'm the same way. I'm like, I have so much shit to do. Like I can't go anywhere. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so my lungs, I would say huge difference that I can attribute kind of almost exclusively to that. Um, beyond that, there's a lot of improvements. Um, and I would say they're kind of mixed across combustion and alcohol and stress management and all those different things. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because I feel like I love smoking, but I feel like I definitely should be minimizing the combustion that I'm doing. And like, I'm trying to do everything like healthy, like I use a hemp wick and like, yeah, yeah. I clean my bong at like every day, you know, and like, but still sometimes I'm like, definitely coughing up some like brown stuff <laughs> well and i'm very much of the school of like people should consume how they want to consume and like depending on how much you consume i i think there's not an inherent risk with it um but for me personally like i could feel myself getting a stomach ache if i smoked in the morning and went like call it four plus hours without smoking again i got a stomach ache that was a different stomach ache than i'd gotten before and there's just like something in my head that's like that doesn't feel right like why uh, do you have that stomach ache yeah that's so interesting wow <laughs> <laughs> well i'm super excited about this device because i'm definitely going to be using it so much more and trying awesome. to get away from the combustion because i feel a lot of the same things, but I still want to use the plant and want to 
inhale the plant because I really using edibles, it's just not the same. Like, you know, your body converts it into a different, slightly different like cannabinoid and chemical. Dosage is so hard. And yeah, that getting the dosage is so hard and yeah, just eating some, yeah, I don't really want to always eat something like sugary Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. So, and I just, you know, it's the oral fixation thing, right? Yeah, there's there's something about breathing out a cloud. (laughs) Yes, like it feels so good and like it just looks good. Like, (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's like something I'd thought about for a while, but like I feel like most portables you have, uh, they can get you high, but I don't think they can replace the experience you have right now. I think the technology is coming really far. I'm really excited about this Venti um, from Stores and Bickle and like some of the other new stuff. But like ultimately for us, it was like, to make the conversion, you should not be making any sacrifices. Like you should get just as high. That hit should hit. You should exhale a cloud. Like mm-hmm. all the things that you want mentally to feel like you've had your session, yeah. that you've done your ritual. Like we want that to be accomplished. With oh, this. you've done your ritual. I love that. <laughs> is that why you named it? It is. It, I feel like rituals are such an important part of cannabis in general. There's rolling joints. There's like sitting yes. in circles and passing them. There's, there's so yeah. much process to it outside of just the act of smoking um and i think that process is really important i think ultimately that's why it's a plant that brings people together so much um so that's why we went with ritual colorado oh that is so beautiful (laughs) and what about like expanding outside of colorado yeah so we are very anxious uh to expand we're like excited about growth we do have because we did the business online uh for the first two years our biggest markets are new york and california um and so we are looking to grow as quickly as possible that's so cool so do you think one day you would have like a store in la or like a I'd love store to. Store in New York City. <laughs> Best case scenario. So I think the like retail side of it, um, I don't think it's like 200 stores. I think it's more like five to 10 stores um, in cool cities, like a, a yeah. Denver Boulder store. Uh, yeah, somewhere in LA. Like Louis like Vuitton. Brooklyn. Louis Vuitton doesn't have stores ever, or like, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. huge designers. Like because we have Dior a really doesn't great, have, yeah. <laughs> we have a great online service. And so we can ship stuff to you very quickly. We're good at shipping glass. We don't break things during shipment. We replace mm-hmm. them for you if we do. So like we've got that side of the business down. And then I think for the like brick and mortar retail customer, um, to me, it just feels like uh, that's, that's kind of where the, the the most opportunity yeah what type of like there are so many online head shops yes <laughs> how do you deal with all of that saturation um so like, how do you stand out one is the dryer vaporization we want to kind of be known as an authority in that space because it's what we do like it's how we personally use and so we feel like we nice. have some of the coolest products on the specialty. market yeah and we've got some really good advice And then beyond that, kind of our store generally, what we're trying to do is help cut through the clutter. There is so many products out there um, that is hard to understand. And so we stock things in tiers. Like I mentioned, we'll only carry stuff I use. And so our intro tier, we want to be like very competitively priced things that we know work because I hate buying competitively priced things that break a week later. Um, So start there with like get you in the door at the most competitive prices. And then from there, we want you to upgrade to something like truly custom and unique. So we've got awesome glass artists that we have in the store right now, handmade American glass. 
Um, our dab tool selection has really come up recently. Uh, we've got dab mascus tools. We've got hash handles from Denver. We've got the Terp tool company. Um, so we really like giving people the way to customize your setup. So like something yeah. that's truly personal, um, you can get all the high quality stuff to get yourself operating. And then from there, it's all about like customization. Like, what do I want this to look like or feel like? Oh, I love that. Yeah. With the, with the, Terp tools. Uh, one of my favorite ones that you guys carry the like little knives. Yes, the, that's the Damascus. That artist is unbelievably talented. <laughs> they, it literally looks like a butcher, like an incredible hundred, like you know, several hundred dollar, maybe thousands of dollar, like butcher knife, but it's miniature for dabs like it's the cutest thing i've ever seen so this is my personal one. Oh my god my <laughs> chef's knife yeah so oh I, I try not gosh. to do this too much this was one vendor where this one never even made it into inventory we got it off the truck and i was like that's mine i can't sell that can i see yeah it? absolutely oh my gosh okay this is the pr most pretty thing <laughs> isn't that cool i want it as like i want them as like earrings oh that's interesting like that's how much i love them or like on like a necklace yeah, and then you yeah, would yeah. like cut yourself open <laughs> wait yeah so how sharp are they so they come with what i would call a very dull blade so i'm not afraid okay. to like put my hand on it because it's super high quality damascus steel you can mm. sharpen it so you could theoretically wow. make it as sharp as you wanted so for you then it's about like the look the feel the vibe it's not just about like it being a tool. Yeah. So we, we yeah. talked about our parents. Um, one of the big kind of epiphanies for me as I was starting the business is we were having, I think it was my parents, either my parents or my in-laws over for dinner. Uh, and I was hiding all my weed stuff. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, this yeah. is crazy. I'm starting a business for this. But ultimately the reason was it was not attractive stuff. And <laughs> like, uh, and so we really like leaning into the aesthetic side of things, like letting you set up your that. station in a way that you're comfortable with it. Like you don't have to hide away when people come over. I love that because anyone who sees this is going to be like, this is so cool. Yeah. It's a tiny <laughs> knife. Like, how do you keep it so clean? Uh, I actually am not a frequent dabber. So that's oh. how mine stays so clean. I, I stick to flour. <laughs> so do you just like play with it then? Yeah, I'd look at it. Yeah. <laughs> no, we actually, uh, we have a customer in store who's talking about using it to like literally chop up his flour uh, so that it's not like getting crushed in a grinder. And so he told me he was going to report back on that. I'm kind of curious on it, but it, it may get a trial run <laughs> that with that. That is so funny. Oh my gosh, I love <laughs> this. Okay, so how much does something, do they charge? Like, So all the blade cost? tools are 120. Uh, and then they do have shovels, which are like the full Damascus steel pattern in a shovel. Oh, that's uh, so and cool. And those are 90. Those are honestly some of my favorites just because you can really see the pattern in the steel. I think they're really cool. That's awesome. And what about the other the other Terp tools? They have the, just like the really cool handles, I feel like, right? Yeah. So Hash Handles are down in Denver. Uh, he does awesome work both with the material of it and then also like some really cool polishing details. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he gives you like a hard protective case and stickers. So for like 50 bucks, it's a really screaming deal. Nice. Uh, and this is all pre-discounts. Uh, all of those things are on discount right now. Uh, so you get another like 15% off of that. That's so cool. So how much of your business is revolved around like SEO and, you know, people like searching on Google, yeah, you know? That's like a great question. Uh, a lot of it. I knew nothing about SEO two years ago. Um, now I know a little something about SEO, <laughs> uh, but I work on it like probably 30 plus hours a week. Um, Just SEO. 
probably, but like ultimately when I'm making website improvements, there's things that are hitting SEO, there's things that are hitting customers, but like I spend a lot of time on it. Whoa. Okay. Wait, what, what little Pete, what takeaway can you give me about SEO? Oh gosh. I don't, uh, <laughs> it's so hard. To... Don't pay anyone that says that they can get you somewhere quickly. Uh, we've learned some hard lessons there. Uh, like yeah. be very sparing with hiring anyone to do SEO for you and make them explain exactly what they're doing and like show you proof of it as they do it. Wow. Um, but other than that, it's yeah, uh, some big ones. <laughs> oh <laughs> um, no, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It happens. People <laughs> always email me about it and I'm just like, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> yeah, those, I do not think you will ever have luck with someone that cold calls you on SEO. Um, but ultimately it's about like putting out really high quality stuff that people want to see, mm -hmm. making sure that that is all linked together um, so that Google knows that it's related. Cause this is something I struggled with is like, well, I know that these blog posts are related, but you have to look at everything from Google and the search engine standpoint of like, how do they read it? How do they understand the connections? Um, so making sure that your most powerful stuff is connected. Um, and then just like continuing to expand and add. Wow. So how are you putting out a lot of blog posts then? We're trying to, uh, it's, it's, we're, we're not the fastest at it. We just put one I out tried. It's that so I hard. love. It's my favorite we've ever done. It's an interview uh, with an individual out in California who's blind, uh, who bought one of these devices. And so we had talked on the phone and I just thought it was fascinating. He was using this and I wanted more of his like That's take. Amazing. He talked about these. He talked about growing. He's quite the grower. Um, and he's just a hilarious guy. It was like my favorite I've ever done. So it's like, maybe we should be doing more like this. Oh my God. Yes. Well, first of all, you know, I'm all about the interview, long form, <laughs> yeah, 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 like storytelling. So absolutely. I feel yeah. Like you can really get into the interesting stuff there because the other side of SEO is like, how do we look good to Google and not absolutely destroy my website and make it look like an SEO company just like <laughs> crapped all over the place? Or like everything's like a hyperlink. Yeah. To like <laughs> yeah. You're like product or like, like sentences <laughs> don't even make sense because it's just keyword, 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 keyword. <laughs> Um, so it's like, I feel like the organic side of that, both on content and SEO is like, that's the nuance. That's where it's like really hard to do. Yeah. And what about Instagram? What are your views on, you know, content creation around these products? And have you faced any, like, has Instagram like shut you down or like, yeah. So we, we have been fighting the fight on Instagram for a while. Yeah. I've viewed since the beginning of the business that it was important um, because I think visually just seeing things working is very important. We cannot show people like smoking nearly as much as I would want to, or yeah. basically never. <laughs> um, and then like, we've just had things like for three plus months at a time, someone reports our five top posts uh, oh like four gosh. times a week. Like we, do you think that's a, like a competitor? I think we know who it is. Um, or just like a hater. A hater. <laughs> not a competitor, <laughs> just a hater. Yeah, yeah. Like a honestly, troll. we're not we're not competitors. That's the weird part. But it's I'm hoping that like I'm just putting my head down trying to run my business. We try to make content yes. that people want to see, understand how these things work, and I'm operating under the what may be naive assumption that ultimately that'll pay off. Yeah, totally. And what about what's your view on working with influencers. We love working with influencers. <laughs> um, it's, it's something that I had zero experience in prior to starting the company. So I think 
I have probably missed opportunities before just because I didn't understand how things worked. Um, but ultimately, I, I think it's awesome. Like, I think you provide a very valuable perspective on the industry that people want to hear. And I think people want to hear kind of genuine takes on like a whole variety of things across the industry. And so we view influencers as extremely important and hope that we can yeah, continue to get better at working together. Yay, love that. Love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I was just listening. My boyfriend actually just sent me the like NPR Marketplace podcast from last week. And he's like, they're talking about content creators. Like apparently like there's a Washington Post or New York Times article or something about how the government like does not understand what content creators Absolutely. do <laughs> and like what type of leverage we have and like. And, and so it's just, it's super interesting. I'll have to send it to you. I just like listen, browse through it the other day. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that because it's honestly marketing is very difficult these days. Like I'm not trying to complain or anything, but I feel like we are so oversaturated. Like we are getting hit a hundred thousand times a day through our phone and when we're out and about. And so like as a small business, one, I've developed this theory that you have to hit someone about a hundred times before they like actually notice you. Yes. <laughs> um, and so it's like figuring out how to do that on an so extremely true. limited budget um, or doing things that are hopefully more impactful so you can do more for less. Yeah. And yeah, so I try to, a lot of people don't understand that, I mean, I'm a very specific type of content creator and influencer, if you want to use that word, um, because I work specifically in the cannabis industry. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we're even more needed because you can't, like, you can't really advertise normally. Yeah, like yeah we're how, cut off from all of that. Yeah, so can you talk about, like, what, like, other struggles you've, like, had to deal with with that? Yeah, I mean, Google straight up stole my money. <laughs> what do you mean? So they have this classic like advertisement, spend 500 bucks on paid ads, get a $500 credit. Yes. So when I Wait, first started- my boyfriend did this for his business, but he doesn't have a cannabis business. Yeah. So when I first started the business, I was kind of naive on all this stuff. We spent 500 bucks on ads. Uh, the day that like the $500 was spent, the day the cent hit, they cut it off and said, your ads are not approved. And so we like technically have this $500 credit with Google that we can't access. And I've talked to them and they say like, oh, you can access it. But if you advertise your business, it's prohibited. We'll take it down. So it's like hard lessons to learn in the beginning. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. That breaks my heart. I mean, we, we still oh. got like the benefit of the original $500, but it certainly felt like a bait and switch. Um, yeah. But yeah, we've learned like you were, you were just cut off there. Um, there are like industry focused things that in their own right are a bit oversaturated um, just because it's the only place for the industry to go. Um, yeah. And so there's like a lot of growing brands that are trying to hit the same place. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> we're, we're really trying to figure out like, how do you talk to the person who doesn't consume any cannabis media? Um, because yeah. I've had friends that are those people that are interested in consuming, but they have no connection to the media culture side of it right now because it's very isolated by all the platforms and like it's intentionally kept in its corner. Yeah, totally. And I feel like it is a bit intimidating. Like I was even intimidated by all the like heady yeah. culture stuff when I was like a newer consumer and like, or even when I first moved out to Colorado. So like six almost seven years ago mm -hmm. because like i'd just been you know smoking like in my own little bubble like in first in st louis and then in like rural indiana where i went to mm -hmm. college and so 
I felt like such a noob when I like moved out here and was like, I had to fly. I was like, what's a wook? Like, what? what's all this? Like, what is, like, why does heady? Why is it, why is it called heady? What does heady mean? Like, and all these words that like everyone's definition is a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's all just, yeah. So like colloquial and mm-hmm. like what, like the slang is at the current time. And, but like now that I'm like so involved, I think it's so funny and like, just, I get it now, but there is such a, a barrier mm-hmm. to entry for people And I like, it's not quite like, you know, it's a lot easier. I feel like to get into alcohol, like, yes. Well, because you're constantly (laughs) every single advertisement. Exactly. (laughs) Besides the fact that the government wants everyone to just be drunk and like have their eyes closed. So we don't question anything (laughs) like every, like every billboard is like an ad for alcohol. Every sports team is like, sponsored by can i tell you my biggest pet peeve yes sitting at a red rock show big angry banner do not consume cannabis oh, blah blah blah. So- flips right over to 10 alcohol advertisements in a row and yes. it's just like come on yep it is so ridiculous i do not understand it i i mean it just makes no sense <laughs> it, it honestly makes no sense and it's like okay maybe they don't want the liability but then it's like no but people are drinking there that's a liability yeah can can you go to the medical alcohol facility like there is a recognized medical use for cannabis and it is still the consumption of it is restricted 100x compared to alcohol it's just insane yeah it's just so sad like so i always ask this question for people as well um like where do you see cannabis legalization going like and now with all the talks of it being like descheduled um, like obviously that, cause that would change a lot of things I feel like for our industry and like open things up more, but what do you see happening? Yeah. So I love how descheduling would like make businesses easier to operate in the grand scheme. I fear that it is an impediment to legalization because it's like a classic government. Here's half of what you wanted. Now wait a decade until we give you anything else. Yeah. Um, if you had asked me like five or 10 years ago when legalization would happen, I would have told you basically the number of states that we have right now as medical and recreational would be kind of the tipping point. Mm-hmm. Um, or that the fact that like it's 60 plus percent of people supported, I thought that would be the tipping point. Um, now my slightly more pessimistic take is it's going to be when someone's close to losing an election and it's going to get thrown in (laughs) every time. Literally, I was talking to my friend about this. I'm like, what do you think? Like they, they're like dangling all these bills in front of us and they're dangling all this descheduling talks. And my friend is like, honey. It happens every election, (laughs) every election season. So someone just has to get like far enough into that corner that they don't have a choice but to fully, but that's the issue is like the promises are pre-election and then actions are post. (laughs) Right. Yep. And I feel like that's what like Kamala Harris like did the same thing. She like basically dangled it in front of all the liberals faces to get us to vote for her and her and Joe. I think it's and then abundantly it's clear crickets. Joe does not like cannabis. Yes. Uh, like they tested everyone in the White House and fired people who admitted to having ever used in their life. That is so fucked At the up. beginning of the administration. Like it's it's been very oh clear, God. I feel like, to anyone what who pays attention fuck? that nothing's ever going to happen under him. I don't know. Like oh, I understand the propaganda he grew up in, but I don't understand his like personal opposition. But it's clear that that's not 
the way. Right. He's just like too old. He like he's never gonna like change I, his views. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. I feel like maybe he thinks it was a gateway drug for his son. Okay, I was literally thinking the same thing. I was like, I feel like it has something to do with his son's drug use. That's like me just pulling out of thin air. I have nothing to support that. I literally, that's what I think too, is like he just doesn't, yeah, he thinks that all quote unquote drugs, which I still get so mad when people are like, cannabis is a drug. It's like, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like and you're an yeah, idiot because it's not absurd. Like, yeah. <laughs> then how do i have a med- a medical card for it like <laughs> do you want to riddle me that like <laughs> oh god yes um well i kind of want to take another hit actually yeah yeah let's do that actually okay, i should have cool. cleaned that out but if you pass that to me I'll oh yes out. yeah so are is it you said it's pretty easy to to keep clean right So the the thing I love about it is all the heating happens above your flower. So it is one of the, these are one of the only devices we sell where you don't actually have to clean the device itself. You just clean your bowl and clean your glass and everything else stays clean. Because this is just the battery. Exactly. That's just a battery. It's never going to touch the plant. I mean, unless you drop weed on it like I do. (laughs) I've done that. (laughs) A little alcohol wipe and it's good to go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love this because also I hate how dirty everything gets from combustion, like the tar. Yes. And that's what I'm also worried about being like in my throat and in my lungs is like. And so the only buildup you'll see in your glass when you're doing this is like uh, reclaim. It'll be like blonde, just THC buildup. Wow. That's so cool. I am obsessed. Okay, let me refill. So how did you first... Do you want to try this? Dis- this oh, one. sure. How did you first discover this device? And like, were there other devices that you found first that you were like, oh, maybe this is it? Like, Yeah, so there's a couple different technologies out there. Um, we knew as we were getting things ready for the store that like we needed something that does this. So they're called ball vaporizers more generally. I was like, we need a ball vaporizer because that is the most satisfying way to smoke. Uh, we Wait, thought with like a ball. Like... So the balls refer to the rubies. Oh, <laughs> okay. I thought you were talking it's, about, I don't know. Sorry. It's not the best name. It I thought you were talking came about from Reddit. So. Um, like a ball jar. Oh yeah. Yeah. The brand. Sorry. I was like totally on the wrong thing. Okay. So you had known about the rubies being like, yeah, we, we had known about kind of these types of devices. Um, we thought we had ourselves set up with a company before launching, uh, that kind of fell through when I went to place my initial inventory order and they never responded to me. Um, and then we were fortunate enough to connect with Chroma Shop. Uh, I think his products are like really very exceptional. And so we've been lucky to kind of grow together. Wow. Okay, wait. So what's this type called again? So Taroma Light Plus. But like you called it a oh, ball vaporizer. Oh, a ball vapor. Okay. See, I've never heard that term before. So that I would say is largely an online term at this point, but it is how like you generally refer to this class of device. So do you think this is the best in its class for the the ball so the, are there other ones yeah there's there's a bunch out there there's a really cool variety so like there's a lot of um like it doesn't have to be best there's one has like a wider thing here in different airflow some people use oh. little like gem cut inserts instead of round rubies um so there are differences i will say the the kind of hobbyist one i mentioned earlier that i use at home uh-huh. uh, i think that's the best one out there it's called the Turoma 360 it's and quartz it just, on quartz uh so that one's actually titanium as well oh it is uh but the heater fully drops over your bowl 
and so you get some conduction heating in there as well uh and so it's just crazy efficient like you can take a tiny little pinch of flour and get the biggest cloud out of it it's insane wow so that's also what i like is like the conservation Mm -hmm. of the flour because i do feel like with also with combustion like sometimes it'll like like go through it like that and you're like you didn't even get anything or it all went in the freaking like downstem <laughs> yep like yeah, yeah the conservation just... part's huge like you save money on flour and then the joke we have is like you save money on flour until you really get into the terpenes and then you start buying flour that's twice as expensive and right now you're not saving any money on flour yes that's what i was also <laughs> gonna say is like if people are like wondering if they should get one of these or like be considering this type of like class of device like mm-hmm. we were talking about it's it's that you'll save money on product Mm -hmm. like you won't have to buy as much flour you won't be consuming as much flour unless of course you like (laughs) yeah like with the amount i was smoking it was literally something like this was like a two or three month payoff for me and this is going to last for years and years so for me it was kind of a no-brainer yeah yeah is there a warranty on this uh so we kind of do that uh informally for our customers but we make sure people are taken care of and that things are covered that's awesome that was another question I had earlier and I forgot. I'm happy that brought that up. How important do you feel is customer service and making sure like basically that the customer is happy, like even if it's maybe their fault? Like, Yeah. So <laughs> customer service is like the most important, um, especially like in our first year as an online business. That's one of the only ways to distinguish ourselves. Like we are not an Amazon. When you call, you're talking to me, Patrick, the owner. I Um, love that. I'm going to give you my feedback based on like all these devices that I've used. And then, yeah, we, I would say we go above and beyond to take care of our customers. Um, Like we're certainly not looking to get taken advantage of, uh, but anytime there's something that reasonably could be our fault, uh, we want to make sure that customer is taken care of, that they get everything that they ordered and that they can have like the perfect experience. And with that, like, what's your view on Google reviews and how important is someone's Google review? Uh, I was like very opposed to Google reviews. (laughs) Stupidly, it was a very dumb take, but I just hate them because me as a consumer, um, I find it frustrating because they feel very fake. I don't feel like I can trust any review online kind of post Yelp ever since Yelp blew all that up. um, I think that, that they were doing like fake well, what, what, what did Yelp and do? just to get your visibility on Yelp, uh, you have to pay them money to get your logo on there. You pay them money. What? So they've like really monetized the whole thing. Um, and I kind of learned about that as a consumer before I had the business. But now that I do it, yeah, I was opposed to them because I personally don't put much weight into them. I have since learned that customers definitely do. There's people that like online reviews. And so we're working to collect them. Um, we like ask people for them in store and we've got an email thing after you make a purchase, just saying like, tell us about your experience. Uh, we give them our phone number and email. If there's anything you want to talk about, we want to talk about it. But ultimately for us as a small business, it is advantageous to gain reviews. Um, like Google wants to know that people are actually going to the business and actually having experiences. And so it, it does help us as much as I was resistant. Yeah, this is so yummy. What, what are we smoking here? So this is Meraki and it was a banana. Oh, I love a nanner. Banana punch. Uh, I love banana punch. That's a great strain. This is so cool. I hope I didn't smoke at all. No, these, the I find nicer strains like go for twice as long. Like they wow. just keep producing paper. This is so amazing. So 
to the same extent, is this like, are you, are we like decarboxylating the weed right now? So yep. could you reuse this flower to make, I guess, edibles? Yeah, absolutely. So this is kind of decarb plus um, because decarb, the goal is to like preserve a lot of the THC. Oh, wait. Yeah. Well, I'm like, wait, we're No, but it, it does the same thing the um, versus this. You inhale a lot of it. So at the end of it, it's what's called ABV or ABB, already vaped bud. Um, and it has a THC percentage of about two to three percent. This is kind of device specific and depending oh. how deep you can extract. But even with the best devices, it's normal to have one to two percent in there. That's um, so cool. I didn't know that. And that one to two percent is already activated. So like theoretically, you could just pop it in your mouth and it would work as an edible or there are ways to treat it to get rid of the flavor and smell so that it's like more pleasant to consume. Oh, my gosh. This is so cool. Patrick, you're blowing my mind. Yeah. So in terms of the efficiency, you get your original bowl, which lasts twice as long as if you were smoking and then you have an edible at the end of the day. Oh my gosh, wow. So we're like fully using like all parts of the the flower. Definitely. Yep. Unlike when you're just smoking it. <laughs> I'm not trying to hit on smoking too much. This is just my favorite way. <laughs> no, you're you're really converting me. Because I also always used to feel like so I got the packs, mm -hmm. the original packs in college. So this was probably like either probably like 2014 i think or 2015 mm -hmm. and it like it was great i loved it it saved me i like because i had some i got some possession charges from smoking in the car oh. in indiana oh so i kept my college charges to alcohol <laughs> nice nice i mean we all got something i feel like <laughs> so my sister was like you need to do something else where you're not like smoking. And I was like, I heard like we had both like seen the, the this device because like I wasn't like that tuned into the market. So yet. where do you see it? Do you know? Because I think I know where I first saw him. I wish I remember. For me, it was Broad City. Wait, oh Alana my god, using wait, it throughout that. I was okay. like, wait. It was that was one of my like initial. I don't remember, though, if I saw it somewhere else. Because, like, mm -hmm. I feel like I was really big on Instagram, and I feel yeah. like I might have seen... Definitely come across it, yeah. Something on Instagram, well, You have to see too. something a hundred times before it registers. But also, then I totally... <laughs> but, when, okay, no, because when I saw it on Broad City, I love Broad City. Yes. One of my favorite show. shows. I remember my friend being like, oh, my God, Alana has the same vaporizer as you. Oh, that's Because cool. I already had it at okay, the time. Yep. And so I'm trying to remember, like, oh, maybe I'll have to ask my friend and be like, do you remember? Because I just talked to her today, actually. She's in Chicago and we were smoke buddies. And Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I'll have to ask her. So the PAX was the original and that was really great. But I still feel like it didn't always get me, like, to the, like, the places, place I wanted to be from, like, smoking yep. weed. Yep. But with this, I really... I'm like it's doing it for you. It's doing it for you. yeah. Good. It's it's there. <laughs> it's there. Good. And that's really exciting. Yeah, I it is for me. Like it's it's my favorite way to consume. It's just really pleasant. Wow. And tell me again why rubies. Uh, so rubies are uh, like they they handle the heat change of the rise and fall of the coil well. 
Um, and then because they're kind of a glass-like material, uh, they're not adding any flavor. That's like the most important part is that whatever you have in there providing the heat isn't changing the flavor at all. It's just storing heat and releasing it when you take your hit. Okay, interesting. Wow. And because they're pretty. They're pretty. <laughs> they're pretty. I love that. This is so cool. I guess like why else do you smoke cannabis? Like why do you consume? Yeah. Uh, so I would say anxiety is a big part of it. Um, just kind of like I, the best way I can describe it is clearing kind of the fog over my brain and then actually allowing myself to think. Um, because when that's there, it just like completely impedes anything productive. Um, so that's a big part of it. Um, kind of social and relaxation is another big part of it. Like I really like hanging out with friends. So one of our good friends now was the first person to ever give me a dab, uh, when I was here in Denver, just traveling before we had moved here. Oh, I love that. Um, and yeah, there's just like that social aspect of it. That's so nice. And like the longer you sit around and the higher you get, like the more you feel like you're connecting. Um, and so I'd say that's another all connected. Yeah. Uh, and then sleep, sleep is number three, uh, big hit. Uh, I try to like give myself an hour or so before bed, but a big hit late at night helps me get to sleep. Totally. And yeah, I, a big proponent of my use and my advocacy is revolved around mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, hindsight's 2020, I definitely realized, um, I feel like maybe in college or a little bit after college that I started smoking initially, like probably I think I was like maybe 14 or 15 so pretty young Mm -hmm. like when everyone all my friends were returning to alcohol like when we were about to go into high school I was like wait but what's this other thing like what's weed I want I think I want that instead and um I realize now that I was definitely using it to like treat my own anxiety and depression so I definitely use I still use it for that obviously (laughs) Um, but I am also on pharmaceuticals and like SSRIs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, what's your view on, yeah, like pharmaceuticals and like, do you use any and like, or do you think cannabis is like, does it for you? And like, what's your view on them? Like conflicting because the doctors I talked to were always like, well, you don't know how cannabis is interacting with your medicine or your pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. and cannabis could be making your anxiety worse and all that stuff. Yeah. So I've, I've gone through just focusing on cannabis first. I've gone through the cycle of is cannabis making anxiety worse, just making things in general worse. Uh, I went through that pretty heavily when I first moved to Colorado every year I would quit for one to two months. Uh, my life would not magically get better. Um, and then I would begin using again. And so I had to go through that cycle myself a number of times before I like really became confident in the fact that like the cannabis isn't driving here. Ultimately, like the decisions I'm making are irregardless of it. Um, and there's a way for me to use cannabis, uh, like through that, but focusing on a pharmaceutical question. So absolutely think that there is uh, a time and place for pharmaceuticals. I think like doctors uh, are, are ultimately hopefully working for your benefit when they're suggesting those things, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Um, they're but... not being paid off, hopefully, by pharmaceutical companies <laughs> to sell their drugs. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not personally on anything. Um, I did temporarily have to get on something for my stomach when things got really bad. 
uh, and then got to a point where uh, the drug itself was causing more issues than the other stuff. Right. And no one had given me an off ramp. Like I went to a different doctor and I was like, they gave me this and they just keep filling it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And he's yeah. like, well, we're going to get you off, but like you have to taper down and like yeah. this is not going to be the most pleasant experience. Yep. It's like, well, I didn't want to take it for a year. Like I just wanted to fix that one thing. Totally. Um, so generally my goal is like to the degree that things can be managed by all the factors we've listed before. My hope is to like work on those factors and manage them. Um, but that's not everything. And, and kind of the human body is more complex than that. And so I think there's ultimately definitely a role for pharmaceuticals. Uh, we talked about um, the need for research. That is like number one area because takes like they're going to interact and it's going to be bad for you are like frankly not very informed like how are they going to interact what are you concerned about um and i understand that we don't have the science and the the deference is towards safety um but like let's get the science come on right yeah it's like i don't know how many millions of people in the u.s are using cannabis at this point like mm -hmm. doesn't that warrant any type of study yeah any type of study like <laughs> I, I honestly i had to rationalize when i was starting to use based on that like so many people are using one like there's got to be something here um and two like if it was giving heart attacks and just causing you to drop dead on the spot we would know that would be very well publicized so the fact that it isn't is a bit of an indicator Someone just commented today on, um, I've recently gained a lot of followers because I Congrats. had, thank you. I had a couple of reels, um, hit in the millions. Whoa. So very exciting. That's awesome. But you get like a whole flood of people that aren't used to cannabis content or advertising, like you were saying, uh -huh. or any type of literature around cannabis, I guess. Um, and they comment the most the craziest things they say i this one guy said today like one you're an addict and two cannabis kills can kill you so like like what are you doing basically like stop using it and i wrote back like then how do i have a medical card <laughs> for it yeah it's wild and I said, and also no one has ever died of cannabis, like on record. Literally, you can Google that. Like, please write me if you find anything differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the addict accusation hit me hard for a long time. I still think about it a lot. Now I laugh. Um, now I just laugh at those people. Yeah, like I said, like I take these tolerance breaks. I like, I, my goal is to not be reliant on the plant. Um, but I don't think there's any denying the benefits that it has in my life. Yeah. Oh, I feel so similarly to you. Thank you for vocalizing everything you're vocalizing. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. <laughs> yeah, that's so refreshing to hear because I feel very, very similarly. Almost the exact same way. Nice. Or the, the I do feel the same way. <laughs> you just put it so, so lovely, so beautifully. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Do you hope that every day or every day? Yes. One day that every state will be legalized for like medical and recreational yes uh medical i wish that happened five years ago like yeah. there there are legitimate patients who are suffering who could find relief and that's really frustrating yeah um recreational i i 
I get the political battle, but yes, I, I hope that very soon everyone will have access because ultimately having access means having more education and having more studies. It doesn't mean everyone's going to be forced to use. Look at Colorado. Right. We're not forcing you to take a joint. Okay. We're like, just asking you to allow it. Youth use rates didn't change after legalization, I believe. Um, yep. So it's, it's not like, yeah, we're pressuring it on people. It's just another option. Yes, totally. Ah, <sighs> yep. You're so right. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm feeling so great after <laughs> this karoma. Karoma shop. Karoma. I need to just so my, my say trick, it a bunch of times. Just say it as fast as possible. Karoma shop. Karoma shop. Boom. <laughs> okay, yeah. So where can people find these from you? Like what's yep. your website and everything? And So we're online at ritual-co.com. That's ritual-co.com. Uh, and then our retail store, Ritual Colorado, is located at 2521 Sheridan Boulevard. Yay. And what part of like Denver is that in? So we're right on Sloan's Lake. Uh, so oh, Sloan's Lake is so pretty. Yeah, right on the north corner of it. We're by Joyride Brewing. If you want a beer when you're in the neighborhood, if you do that or don't. Um, but also have some really good restaurants and like, it's, it's a cool place to be. So we're happy to be there. Oh, that's awesome. Well, congratulations again. I really need to come by and see the brick and border. Yeah, I need to, to venture out of my boulder, <laughs> my boulder bubble. Um, and then the question I ask all of my guests, um, if you could hit the Karoma shop, mm -hmm. what's this one called again? Taroma Light Plus. Taroma Light Plus. I'll get it one day. Um, with anyone mm -hmm. alive or dead, and it also can be a fictional character that's Ooh. like known, but preferably not like friends or family because we won't know who you're talking about. Fair enough. Um, who would it be and why? <laughs> okay. Um, I, I generally go two places with this, uh, just like people that I respect. Uh, one is art world. The other is the food world. Um, so art world, I'd probably say Basquiat, um, nice. would love to, yeah, just hang out with him for a while, learn about his life, <laughs> uh, food world, um, probably Bourdain. Oh, yes. R.I.P. Yeah, definitely R.I.P. R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain, you are great. They're both great. <laughs> Those are really good answers. Um, do you know that both of them did or do consume cannabis? Uh, I know that Bourdain did and Basquiat, like he had to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. That's what I was thinking I, I haven't too. seen definitive proof, but I, I have seen Bourdain like actually write that he does. So I know for sure for him. Sweet. Oh, that's awesome. Well, hopefully, I don't know. Do you think they, in their day would have, were these around? Uh, it, it was much more DIY back then. Yeah. I, I don't see. I don't think they would have consumed with this. It I was, don't. Yeah. I don't know if they would. But oh, that's like, sad. I'll make the sacrifice. I'll smoke a joint for either of them. Okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah. But it's just sad thinking about like all the amazing, even like cannabis advocates mm -hmm. before our time that can't even like experience cannabis this like pure and how we are like because of this device yeah and like that's like beautiful but also sad yeah <laughs> now I, I will say that guy that we just interviewed for the blog post he was making stuff like this in the like i want to say late 90s no way so they, they've been messing around for a bit that's really cool <laughs> okay that's awesome that's so cool 
oh, I want to be connected with this guy. I should connect you. He's so fascinating. That is so cool. Well, yeah, definitely. Everyone go read that blog post. I'm definitely going to. Called Interview with a Blind Stoner. It's right on our homepage. Perfect. Well, that's, I mean, what a headline. Interview <laughs> with a Blind Stoner. I mean, hopefully that pops up right away on SEO. <laughs> Please, Google. Full circle there. We got to love that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Patrick. Yeah, thank you. This was so lovely. Um, everyone go follow Ritual Colorado on Instagram. And thank you again for coming on. This was so lovely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And I hope you enjoy this. I definitely will. Awesome. And as always, stay high. <laughs>